in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to another brand new episode of the Top Ten Show. I am John Roca. I am Matt Nost. And today, this is what we call one of our Patreon uh, Boss Hog patrons' topics that they selected. Uh, so I'm excited to do this. And there's a lot of movies on here that I think we haven't talked about in a bit or have never talked about, possibly. So I'm excited yeah, for this today. Quite easily, easily yeah. possible. I'm just trying to make sure that I have uh, our patrons list up. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. Then when we get to that, we can thank him for the show itself. Absolutely. Do we know who it was? Uh, I believe it was David Mitchell Baker. Oh, Mitchell Baker. DMB. DMB in the house. Not to be confused with the Dave Matthews event, uh, uh, who is not uh, sending stuff to us. And then we'll have uh, shout-outs at the end. Yeah, we'll have shout-outs at the end. All right, that was not it. Another one? <laughs> so pay attention for that. <clears throat> you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week uh, it was a very fun show. Hope you all enjoyed that. That was uh, a lot of fun to record. Matt and I had slugged through traffic. Slug, slug. What do they call it? Slodged? Slodge? Sludged? Uh, Slogged. Sloft. Sloft. Um, sludged. Sloft. Well, sludge would describe the 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 way it felt. Exactly. The yeah. ease of passage. Right. Which so wasn't if it's sludgy, easy. it's just it sucks. It did. It did. And it, then we had a little bit of fire, and we had a good show. I thought. Oh, I thought you were still talking about to the sludge and whatnot. No, slow no, up, and then we had saying. a little fire. It turned into <laughs> complete halt as everybody stared at this fire, and yeah. then we moved forward. It was good stuff. It was good stuff. Good stuff. Did you find it? Uh, yeah, it was from okay. David Mitchell Baker. Great. So I'm just going to pull up <coughs> his list. We got a lot of emails, guys. Shout out to DMB. Shout out to all the Boss Hog patrons. This is what you can expect. We try to do one topic a month uh, that is from one of the Boss Hog patrons. If you're not a Boss Hog patron, that's the $50 and above. And look at that. You get to pick a topic. We talk about it on the show and break it on down. It isn't like the relist. The relist is different because you get to choose the topic and then you guys send in your lists. But you're getting our pure lists with your topic. That's what you get for your $50 dollar. That's what I would say. Way to stall. I had yeah. chair issues. I got all the emails. Everything's pulled up. Good. We're in a row. We can get it. to it. Please, take it as, away. As professional as can be. That was beautiful. <laughs> you were saying the same. It was like uh, Bob Costas. <laughs> Just giving it to us. What do you got, Collinsworth? Uh, <laughs> I'm Collinsworth? I don't know. What do you want to be? Uh, well, if we're going football, you got you to go Romo. You want to be Romo? He's the best. You think the... you're that on top of it as uh, Tony Romo? I'm saying if you're making a comp, I just called you Bob Costas, all-time legend. Uh, yeah, kind of old, though. Okay, who would I? T- I don't Jim know. Jim Nance would, would be mm. the same equivalent role. Mm, that's a good question. I don't know who I'd want to be. That's a good question, though. Okay, well, maybe we'll save that for a topic thunder. Somebody yeah. send that question on in. And give <laughs> yeah, John a little time road. to ruminate, and you can come over there. You can you can jump in on uh, topic yeah. thunder at patreon.com forward slash the top ten with the number ten. Please check us out over there. Mm. Uh, we do all kinds of different stuff, but the boss hogs come from that as yeah. do the relist that we do and uh, several other things. And sent this, uh, you know, his choice, which you guys obviously see in the title, is Best Comedies of the 2010s. Yeah, the 2010s. And uh, there's just, a lot of movies. There is. And a lot of movies. This is what was fascinating uh, going through the list of comedies from the 2010s. 
There's not a lot of the old school, straight, raunchy or no. drug comedies. That, by that, the numbers. Right. That used to be the 80s and 90s and even the early 2000s used to litter um, those decades with those kinds of movies that a lot of people loved. A lot of the comedies that are in contention here were more of the higher end comedies or the um, concept comedies and yeah, things of that uh, nature. On some of them, I had to make a choice of like it's more drama to me than it is comedy. Right, right. And others, it's just like, especially in one drama, it's like, yeah, but the comic, of, the comedic effect to me yeah. was superior right. to all these others. I would laugh harder at a joke than just kind of chuckle to myself for two hours. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. If you can get me with one strong punchline where I'm like, Jesus, that was great. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it's for the dumbest stuff, and sometimes it's like the pure – the vulgarity of it or like in uh, Incredibles 2 and when Mr. Incredible makes the – takes mm. the kids out to that restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And the the kid, the waiter that comes up is her crush and whatnot and the milk or water yeah. shooting out of her nose. I cried laughing. Yeah, you love that cried. scene. Cried. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but then other times it's like, dear God, I can't believe they said that as right. a description. Just like wow, yeah. or the buildup, or the breaking of fourth wall, or the, this, that, or the other. Right, right. There's a lot more of that. There's there's less meat and potatoes comedies. Yeah, yeah, that we yeah. Associate that used to be. So yeah. it's very interesting Just that you knew from the outset <clears throat> this is a comedy, and you go to it and be like, that was a great comedy. Yeah, it's a great thing to think about. Like, do to, uh, to explore. I guess did studios start to see lower and lower returns on that like Adam Sandler style comedy? Yeah, and decide that the comedy needed to be higher concept. The audiences were only going to go to comedies that were more highfalutin or integrated into already uh, integrated into the genres that were already making money, that kind of thing. I wonder. To me, it's more about the anomaly that you're talking about within comedy. Mm. Usually we let that because that, that'll come back. Somebody will do another big, silly, stupid movie yeah. and it'll do well. You're Adam Sandler's, you're Jim Carrey's. Right. You're, it, it's an iteration. Mm-hmm. You have to really gravitate towards the person that does it. The Will Ferrell's. The, it's got a magnetism. I will tune it. You got me on the premise. Right. Because I can already see where you're going to go comedically with this. Right. So that's why like those jump up every once in a because it's the individual and they can carry on a fucking career. But mm-hmm. with these, yeah, maybe it was. Although you'd assume with – like they make so many horror because the budget is so low. Comedy is a low budget as well. They are. They usually are. But they weren't – I mean there was all kinds of articles about it in the last couple of years about how the death of comedy in cinema, that it's become the standard straight comedy doesn't yeah, happen anymore. I, I think it's just <laughs> – it's cyclical and it will come back around. Yeah. Uh, just uh, given the track record of all the pop culture that we have to mine, that seems the most likely outcome. Well, it used to be that you'd get – you'd be successful and then you try to get a sitcom. Of course. Or you tried to get a movie career, uh-huh. right? That doesn't really happen anymore. Most of these comedians come out and they go right to their stand-up specials or their tours or whatever. And maybe they don't see the need to go and be part of a system of a sitcom or the system of a, a studio. And I mean Chappelle rarely pops up and stuff. And it's and now – That's a different case entirely. Well, I don't know. It's a comedian. Why not? Yeah, like, but Wanda he's... shows up and stuff. She's a character actress. That makes sense. But Jim Carrey stuff, we, you rarely get now. Yeah, but Jim and Dave, that they're 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 rarefied air, right? But those are the only people that get, that really get leads in comedies are rarefied air comedians. Not really. Okay, let's name me a non-rarefied air comedian who's gotten a consistent amount of leads in comedy. Uh, Jason Bateman. That's wait, wait, but he's not a stand-up. Oh, you're saying he's well, an I'm actor. saying comedic actor. Oh, uh, I'm saying a comedian specifically. Yeah, a stand-up. No, because they usually take the starring. So if they don't consistently, yeah. So they rarely do unless that it's like nowadays. Hannibal Burris. Right, but even Hannibal's a character actor when he does I know, anything. Pops, I know it's it's you. It's yeah. two different. There's the Kevin Hart's. Kevin Hart is maybe one of the last ones that's done that, 
where he's a lead in the movies yeah, that he's still, in for the most part. Right. Still but those movies, those movies don't make money. Haddish's movies is not, are not making money, and she's made that transition. They're not successful in any way, shape, or form uh, unless they're bigger projects, right? Like Lego Movie or some shit. So it's interesting. Okay, I'd wondering. have to specifically – Haddish, sure. Because yeah. what it be, Girl's Trip? Right, Girl's Trip was uh, certainly was what announced her, mm-hmm. but then after that, yeah. she had a string of comedies, but, but rarely made any money. Kevin Hart's box office, I don't know, right? Because right. I don't really, he's never really grabbed me. It's nothing against him. I can, mm-hmm. he's charismatic as can be, right? And he knows how to deliver a punchline. It just, yeah, you know, we all have specific tastes, right? Uh, and uh, I mean, I like him. Like he's great in Jumanji. Yes, right. I liked Wedding Ringer. I thought that was funny. See, I didn't see that because he doesn't mm. draw me in. Right. And then the pairing of him and Rock, well, I already don't see Rock movies. Yeah. So, okay, even people say they're good. I'm like, are they? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah I'm sure they are. But are they? Because I'm both of them. Yes. I always hesitate. There's always a hitch. Mm. So it's like, really? The combo of two guys? Two guys I find immensely charismatic, yeah. likable, seem like good dudes, uh, a blast to hang out with. Like, I got nothing against them. Right. Just on screen. You just don't want to see them. Uh, I just – I think you guys get put in projects that don't speak to me is or you a, choose projects that don't speak to me. Is it a black thing? Is that what you think it is? Without a doubt. <laughs> Without a doubt. For those tuning in a video, this this thing has a hood. So we can't just do that. It's not the right color, but we can't do in that any if way, you shape like. or form. No. No? No? The fact that it's pink doesn't throw off a little bit of the negative connotations or I guess maybe. some of the machismo. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm a fucking badass in my pink hoodie. Tune in for that. That's right. Uh, you can get that at patreon.com for slash top 10 <laughs> on Tuesdays. And then on Fridays, you can get over at Collider. It's, Check it's, it out. His treatise. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, just interesting, the, the the comedies that were in contention for me. I was surprised because I found myself wanting to take certain comedies off. And, but I was like, well, what do I replace it with? I know. So, yeah. And I reward it. Okay. You know, there's certain things. It's like, all right, I won't do that. Mm-hmm. Um even though I like both. Right. If that doesn't tip my hand too much. Right. But it kind of does. <laughs> um, so uh, trying to also, you know what? This one was a good one, and I yeah. like this over here. And I even, I tried to watch, I watched one movie for this because mm. I saw it on two different lists and it sounded interesting. So right. I was like, I'll watch that. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't make my list. Okay. Because it's a drama with a couple jokes thrown in. Yeah. And you guys are calling that a comedy. I understand some of the other comedic elements that you're going for, but I think this is more of a. It was a British one. It's like I can't really oh. connect with maybe some of these references. Or gotcha. Some of these jokes aren't hitting as hard because I don't get exactly what they're saying. Right. Uh, but, you know, try to – it seemed like we're saying uh, it's almost a wider net. Yeah, yeah. But the net has a hole for an area that used to be a honeypot. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder about yeah, it. Yeah. If so. we go back a previous decade, yeah. in 90s oh, for yeah, sure, of course. 80s for sure. Right. Then it's like a weird, yeah, that movie's so terrible, but I love it right? because I saw it a billion times. It almost feels like the 70s were 70s were comedies that were in dramatic situations, right? Like this Harry and Tonto. That was a really famous comedy with Art Carney. But that's like Caddyshack. Yeah, yeah, Caddyshack. But Caddyshack's towards the tail end, right? Yeah, when it's like starting to make the turn with National Lampoon and all that Animal House. True. Nobody thinks of, you know, what's great is this 1973 com- you know, comedy. Yeah, right. Divorce American style. Yeah. No one's like talking if about Richard this. Richard Pryor. And right. uh, Gene Wilder aren't in it. It wasn't really. Yeah. I'm sure there are others. I'm not slagging off, but the 70s are not known for their comedies. Right, right. Yeah. Animal House, Caddyshack, which is 80, I think. Caddyshack's 1980, I think. And then, <clears throat> you're right, Gene Wilder and Caddyshack, Richard no, Pryor. Caddyshack is 1978. Yeah? Okay. Or 79, but it's in the 70s. All right. Because when we did our 70s show with Wayne back in the day. Wayne! That's the only note. That's one of the notes we got back from... Oh, it's 1980. I told you, yeah. It's 1980? Yeah, 1980. 
just out of the realm of the 70s. What what month? Was it close? <laughs> or is it like November 1980? Like, uh, guys. Come on, guys. Work with me here. I um, swear. Yeah. 1980. Release date, July, July 25th. July 25th. Yeah, 1980. Yeah, right in the middle of the year. Then yeah. I don't know why in the world. Well, because it feels like a 70s comedy. I would yeah. agree with the that. The other one we got back for that, I know for, for a fact, was Animal House. But yeah. Not my cup of tea. It's not. You don't like that film. It doesn't. I, it, it's really troubling to watch nowadays. Uh, it's more so before I saw, which I'm, I'm sure I told you at some point over yeah. the course of X number of years we do the show, that it was built up to me as this is the greatest comedy of all. That comedy right. didn't exist until this thing, and then everything else has been a pale comparison type of buildup. Yeah. Just like with the Beatles. And I held off liking the Beatles for a long time because it's like everybody says they're great. Yeah. Fuck off. Right. Type of thing. Like, let me make my opinion. Um. But the Beatles, it's like 100%. They're fantastic. One yeah. of the all-time, you know, right. Mount Rushmore, not even contention. <laughs> Animal House? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> it does not work. Well, maybe. I mean, you got Blazing Saddles in the 70s, the Holy but Grail. Gene Wilder. Yeah, yeah. Originally supposed to be Richard Pryor. Right, right. With, instead of Cleavon Little. Mm-hmm. Stir uh, Crazy. The Jerk. Uh, Silver Bullet. You've got The Jerk in this thing. Sure. You've got Young Frankenstein in the 70s. Well, once again, Gene Wilder. MASH. The Pink Panther movies? Man, what are we talking about? Bad here? News Bears? There's like one or two good Pink Panthers, and I'm, that could be pushing it. <laughs> How dare you? Meatballs? The Muppets movie? I've never really got – I never got into Meatballs. Yeah, Meatballs is a weird one, dude. I agree. It's not really – oh, God. Come on. Oh, God. That and Porky's. Airplane? Never... Airplane's a 70s count. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, no. Airplane's 1980. Sorry. So that's when the turn starts to happen, I guess. Interesting stuff. All right. Yeah, well, there was some – humor? Yeah, yeah. There were some fun comedies in the 70s. Was, there were. But it's not really what not it's Not what for. we're doing here today. Right, right. We're doing Which, 2010s. Exactly. Thank you to David Mitchell Baker once again. Yeah. Our patron. Um, so you want to just start? Yeah, let's do it. You want to tell them how the show works? Once we set a topic, we go our individual ways and create personal top 10. Let's show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one apiece. Once we have revealed our personal top 10 list, we create the shows between the two of us. Boom. Um. Some some interesting choices. All right, I'm going to jump right in. Ten okay. blockers. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because it was a Good meat film. and potatoes that actually worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to reward a style that does not get uh, done all that often anymore, like what you brought up before. Yeah. Uh, why you were looking at me so sternly like – Oh, no. I was just listening. lost in thought, thought no, or no, like no. you hated blockers to a degree? Not at all. I love blockers. Kay Cannon, director, is a friend of mine. So, no, I loved it. I, I couldn't believe that. John Cena just yeah. left off the screen. It was so funny in that movie. He was a, a, one of the best parts of Bumblebee, too. Yes, agreed. When he was like, Decepticons, nobody? <laughs> That's a great... Decepta is deceived, is literally, literally in their name. In their name. <laughs> it's a great, great line. meta kind of moment of yep. Decept guys. <laughs> uh, so it's super interesting, but it's a, it's a nice cast. It's got uh, him, the guy that was on Mad TV. that has been popping up more and more recently. Ike Marinholtz. Yes, go. yes. And, and uh, Judd Apatow's wife yes. is, oh man, Leslie. Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann. Yep. Um, and then I think Tim Robbins' son is in it, is one of the boys. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to remember if I can place anybody else. And uh, oh, uh, uh, Gary Cole? Yes. Is he in it? Yeah, he plays like the dad of one of the other kids that they don't interact with much, but Cena has oh. that one scene with, with Locke's eyes. <sighs> Okay. Uh, when it comes to, you know, uh, yeah. uh, height of climax. Right, right, right. Oh, right. 
uh, through the window. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he that, sees that him, and then Cena's like, I just saw him. Like, that would be a weird moment. <laughs> Locked eyes with another dude as that is happening. Oh, my God. Right. Uh, but it it worked. I saw it in the theater. I held out reservation because it was that. There was the McCarthy movie where she went back to – like she was older and went back and hung out with oh, college yeah, kids. Like, yeah. know, like two months before. Yeah. And everybody said it was like, nee, I don't know about this one. Right. And then I saw Blockers and I was like, I don't know. Something about this trailer seems to be working for me. Yeah. You were and, down for it? Yeah. I went and saw it and I was like, I am genuinely surprised. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really funny too. I enjoyed it. I just missed making my list. Okay. Uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed it because it also – you know, a lot of people compared it to like a, a, a super bad type of thing, a female super bad sure, or a female animal house type of thing, sure. you know, where they're trying to have sex. But it was really great to see like women taking the forefront in this in this movie being like being talking frankly about sex, mm-hmm. you know, and, and knowing Kay as long as I have is like that's how she talks about shit. It's not in, in a rude or brutal way. She's very upfront about it. And you're like, oh, I respect that. And there's more and more writing like that going on. You know, a lot of people loved Booksmart because of that as well. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Things of that nature. So Still it's a great it. choice. Yeah. Oh, okay. What's I will. Name? Like it's not – it just kind of went by so quickly. Oh, yeah, sure. And there was a, a – it was a good year for movies, which yeah. we discussed on our show from two weeks weeks ago? The last <laughs> Two weeks ago. It was in a British gangster. So go check that out if yeah. you haven't. Gangster. Uh, I still got the hood on for those two. Hey, How are you? Nice to see you. Uh, number nine, The Death of Stalin. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. I, 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 it's a good movie. Yeah. Look, it's the – it's like Veep Light. Yeah. With the amount of interactions, the political intrigue, he already got me as a history buff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know very little of Stalin's rise to power and his hold on that. I've just heard stories, <laughs> as we all have. So if this is like loosely, loosely, loosely based, yeah. at least I'm getting more of an idea of what potentially could have transpired. and gives me a framework or something I don't really know all that well. Yeah, fair. So I liked it from that and like little moments when Stalin wants uh, a recording of the symphony – and the mm-hmm. guy has to go back in and shoo everybody back to their seats yeah. and get the musicians back. And <laughs> it's something – I wonder if this is plucked. They had a different story that was kind of similar but not really. And they're like, right. it will be good if we did it here. <laughs> and then we cherry pick this moment. It just adds color to the movie overall. Right. And a great – a bunch of great turns from English and American actors yeah. Yeah. by and large. Is it uh, the same guys who did it in the loop and things of that nature? I think so, yeah. OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you got uh, Buscemi. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaac. Yeah, Jason Isaacs. Uh, or Isaacs, rather. Yeah. Um, let's see who else. Jeffrey Tambor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember the English actor, but he's been in a million things. Yeah. That, that stops everybody from leaving and gets them to come back in. Mm. Uh, but yeah, anyway, there's it's tons of great actors of, oh shit, that guy from blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Or I recognize him. Oh, okay, yeah, it is the same director because he uses the same peripheral yeah. kind of actors who are always, you know, solid. Yeah. Uh, it was good. Uh, did I laugh out loud like a bunch of times? No, but I – it's one of those of I you know, enjoyed it to myself and was drawn in because of the nature of the story. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. What's your number eight? Eight is Dale and Tucker versus Evil. OK. Didn't see it? No. Not my cup of tea. Uh, see, Alan Tudyk is so good. <laughs> OK. So good. They, The other dude has the romantic interest mm-hmm. um, and – I mean, that guy, he was in a TV show, I think an early Hulu show, uh-huh. where he was an investigator that dealt with ghosts, could see ghosts, or okay. something along those lines. Okay. A friend of mine wrote it and was EP of it. But I can't remember what else. I know I've seen him in other things, but I can't place him on anything else. Oh, yeah. Tyler Labine. Yep. Yeah, heavy set guy. Yep. What was the show? He had a TV show. Okay. I believe it. 
I used to watch um, where he was like the best friend of the main dude and the woman from the actress from like Stick It, the ba- the ballet, the the gymnast one. Okay, never saw it. What the hell? Don't was even remember that. To me, probably show. faded into the Step Up. They're all the same <laughs> type of. So there was seventeen versions of Step right. Up. You know, movies that just aren't made for me. And that's Reaper. Fine. Reaper was the show. Okay. that he was on. I loved that show. Enjoyed watching. I think it was on the CW. Uh, yeah, it was him and that uh, the main dude was Brett Harrison. And uh, Rick Gonzalez, oh Missy Peregrine, that's her, and okay. she was in that Rookie show, Rookie Blood or Blue Rookie, whatever Rookie Blue, yeah, that show. She was one of the leads in that show. Rookie Blue, yeah, Rookie Blue. So it was on like ABC, cops? yeah, it was all Rookie Cops and how they deal with being in the part of the police department. Dun, who, dun, dun. who wants to see the wet behind the ears? I want to see the grizzled veteran. Well, maybe there was a grizzled veteran that had schooled them. I don't know. I didn't watch it, so yeah, it, it lasted for a few seasons. Well, you said it was on what ABC? It's ABC or CBS? ABC. Okay. Yeah, seventy four episodes. I guess it was CBS. It would have Chicago in the title somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's all I know about CBS's lineup. They got a bunch of Chicago shows now. <laughs> well, I was watching was I was watching an old Law and Order, and they did a clip of uh, SVU and then Chicago Fire right afterwards. And mm-hmm. I was like, wait, so is Chicago Fire a spinoff of a SVU? Like, is everything just a spinoff of no, itself? No, I think I think that's the original, and all the other Chicago's are a spinoff because that was a hit. Okay, so that's the genesis of Chicago. But blah. Did, did Chicago Fire spin off of SVU? That's what I want to know. Did Hargitay? So. Okay, so then maybe Hargitay's playing something I've else. I've never seen a second of it. Okay, all right. But I don't believe in the build up to it. In okay. my head, is a new entity like Blue Bloods. Yeah, Blue Tom Bloods. Selleck. Oof. Never seen it. I tried that show. Never seen it. Just couldn't do it. I, I like Selleck, but I'm not watching you. Yeah. Unless everybody's like, it's solid. Like, yeah. You know, sometimes I like a solid just to have because there's a bunch of good TV out. But, you know, if you don't like a series like one to two in, you're mm-hmm. not going to continue on. So no, there's tons of good TV there's out. There's too much out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. there's only few shows that I actually stick with. And yeah. you're kind of always searching what's the newest because I, I bailed on Everybody Loved This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Good so, t- yeah. I like you. Good tie. Well, so Dale and Tucker versus yeah, Evil. Please. I think you – Tudyk is so charming. Mm-hmm. And everything that he does, and in this he's playing, you know, country, kind of what, uh, what was that, Logan, where it was him and Matt Damon? Where was it where the two, they were the two rednecks oh, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. back of the truck? Yeah. Oh, that was... Uh, wasn't that Matt Damon and Toot? No, that was, um, yeah, it was Matt Damon and Toot, but it wasn't Logan, it was um, Deadpool 2. Oh, yeah, you're right, right. Deadpool 2. Yeah. Uh, but, so, they have like a cabin out in the woods, and it's just kind of, there's a bunch of college kids who end up... At their place, but they'd happened to see earlier at this gas station, and there we see their version of the, and then they, we see the the kids' version of oh, the transpires right. type of thing. And you see that they're good guys, right? And they're just like all by chance and happenstance, like they. I can't remember why they end up at his house, but Tudyk is cutting through this tree, and there's yeah. a hornet's nest. Oh shit! And he runs out, and he's got the chainsaw, and they happen to be like creeping up because it's in the middle of the woods. Right. I think they get you know marooned somewhere or something, and they're walking over, and they see him, and he's running because the wasps are all around him, so he's swinging this chainsaw mm-hmm. and just freaking out. But there's a what makes it a good scene is later on they're running side by side, and Tudyk looks at him like, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> <laughs> As he's running from these wasps, it's a great little real moment in what it could just be slapstick nonsense. Right, right. Like who would run around with a chainsaw like this? Right. But if you were so taken in the moment and then five seconds later, yeah. what feels like an eternity, eternity to you is five seconds. Right. And then you come back to you snap back to your senses and you're like, I'm running with a chainsaw and there's a, there's a dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's all these little have the kids get impaled through their fault, but it kind of looks like it was their fault. Right, the right. Things over and over as it builds. It's fun. Okay. It's a lot of fun. Okay. There's some good laughs. All right. It's totally worth it. All right. Down. Um, all right. My number 10 is a hot tub time machine. Yeah, it's close cut. I had to throw that one in there. I just had to because I have such a uh, fondness for that movie because, A, it's like set in the 80s, right? They go back to the time machine set in the yeah. 80s. Plus the idea of like this idea of like regretting the decisions from the past, how they affect you in the future. I sure. love that they explored that. Love the cast. Craig Robinson in a rare film role where he actually gets to shine yeah, and do some solid stuff. Solid cast. Yeah, all right. John Cusack, uh, Cordry's in that thing. And then I can't remember the kid's name with the glasses. I don't know. No, he was on The Office. He was on. Yeah. I think yeah. he was on I'm Dying Up Here. Oh, was he? Okay. Um, He's been in a bunch. You know him. Right. Clark something? Yeah, Clark something maybe, yeah. Clark then Duke? Sebastian Stan. Well, Clark Duke sounds good. And Sebastian Stan plays one of the- Oh, yeah, one, one of the, the heavies? Yeah, one of the heavies, the cocky old 80s uh, criminals. Or, or, the perfect uh, one. The, the perfect. Yeah, the jerks with the turned up collars. Um, yeah, but the rich kids. The rich kids, exactly. All of it, just really, really a fun combo for me. And it's one I own. And it's, like I said, there's only a few movies, like I said before on the show, there's only a few movies I have on my laptop. That is one of them. Because okay. whenever I put it on, I'm just like, and I even skip to where they just go back to the 1980s and just watch that whole sequence. Because it's very, very funny. Mm-hmm. And all the shit they go through. Yeah. And just remembering what the 80s were like and all the shit that we were doing back then. And Chevy has a fun role in this as well, in a sense of glorified cameo. Um, but what you – and Crispin Glover, that whole thing about his arm was just, just – Played so well throughout the whole thing, and then Lizzie Kaplan's fan too. And mm. but I, I just enjoy the movie a lot. The movie a lot. The second one was a piece of dog shit. Never saw it. I never should. I like no the one first one. Ever see? But the second I, it was like I, it's getting a sequel. It did enough money, but yeah, I feel like it's done. I remember sitting in the back row of the theater twenty minutes, and I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be terrible." Yeah, I'm fine with stupid once, but the same stupid like yeah. hot tub really or worse stupid. And that's why John Cusack didn't come back. He was like, he saw that script. He's like, "Nah, I'm good." Y'all, y'all knock yourselves out. Yeah, because he has a career. In exactly. He doesn't need to. Yeah. Right. Uh, have you seen it? it but yeah. just mention, okay. The first one. The second one, no. Yeah, right. But you like it. Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed okay. it. Um, it had some good moments for me, but overall, I was like, I think it's less memorable over time. But if you yeah. have that type of where it's it has a the calming, yeah. soothing, uh, there's a recent study that put out that it, watching movies that you know backwards and forwards can calm you, relax you, oh, yeah. uh, can help as an antidepressant as well. Yeah, I, that's absolutely true. You know, some people have that with music, and that does work too. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's movies, and for my girlfriend, it's the TV shows. Sure, which I, is mind blowing. I would never watch a TV show. I rarely watch TV shows over and over again. Deadwood, but baby. Movies, yeah, well, Deadwood that. first season of Rome. Oh, okay. Certain seasons of The Wire. For me, it's NYPD Blue. Okay. I will watch that over and over again. That's the yeah. only show. Of dramas, though, it's tough. Like, yeah. Because I want specific moments, and I don't know if I want to sit through the full season. Right. Like, I've right. done it with Sopranos, where I just kind of go back and watch my favorite scenes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, point. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I don't watch the full episodes. I just don't have the time. I don't want to see, I don't want to go through therapy, and I don't like most of the interactions with his family. Yeah, yeah. I just want him with the mobsters. It's nothing against <laughs> fine acting, but I've experienced and gone through all the fighting with his sister, yeah. his mom. It's just like, uh, it's so depressing. It is. But it gives you a better understanding who the character of is course, and why he's the way he is. But sure. you already have that. So exactly. Just I know who Tony is. Yeah. Oh, that's why I'd be intrigued if that the Saints of, or the Saint of whatever. Yeah, the, Newark, yeah. Yeah. Patron is is going to be good. Yeah, with we'll his see. son, which I didn't realize his son until I saw the announcement of the project. And I was like, right. oh, shit, that's his son? Okay, yeah. Well, it worked for Australia Compton, so maybe. With Ice Cube's son. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. His dad was a very – he yeah. was Tony. Yeah, it was distinctly a was, certain thing. Yeah, yeah, he was his own individual. Yeah. It's, it's weird when you see an actor so tailored to a part. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Anywho. All right, my number nine is uh, Game Night. 
Didn't make my list. Oh, really? No. Oh, man, I love this thing. Came out of nowhere. Um, I was on a terrible date with somebody who went to see it and still loved it and uh, just laughed my ass off from beginning to end because it was so unexpected. Um, and I thought Rachel McAdams and Bateman had great chemistry in this. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God, the actor who plays the cop, I always forget his name. Uh, he was just in The Irishman, too. Um, Jesse Plemons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesse Plemons. That's it. Of he, Meth Damon? Huh? Yeah, man, exactly. <laughs> I, I apologize to you, man, because you're great. You're great. You literally are. But that's yikes. Meth, the first time I heard Damon. that, I was like, oh, man, that's brutal. <laughs> that is brutal, Meth Damon. It fits, doesn't it? And that's the worst part. Terribly so. <laughs> but all the shit that they go through for this uh, game that they're playing, try to avoid not inviting the cop, all of mm-hmm. it is just it's creepy. really, yeah. Dog and it, and in his dog. Yeah, the whole night with his ex wife and all that. It's just so funny the twists and turns that the film takes. And it's unexpectedly actually very, very funny. So sometimes that, that goes a long way with me when I have an expectation that's going to be okay and it's actually extremely funny. It kind of rises up for me in terms of ranking. So just, I put it there. It killed nine. me because it didn't stay consistent with the world that it created. Oh, okay. So sometimes his bleeding is he's a hemophiliac. Yeah, right, right. And he doesn't notice that he's gushing pints <laughs> of blood. And then it goes away, like it goes away pretty quick. He gets shot through the hand, and sometimes that really bothers him, or yeah. whatever it was. And other times he's oblivious to it, and he's running through a scene, and there's no glimmer of any pain. Right, right. And you're like, get one or the other. So either he's bleeding like an old Python sketch, or he's not. Right, right. And he can't just vacillate to when it's convenient for the joke. <laughs> it only did it a few times, uh-huh. but like early on, when the whole confusion and whatnot, a post-it note solves their problem. Yeah, true. Good point. It's just like this. There's, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way it spins into this madness. <laughs> well, I, but it had some good laughs. It but did. I, I was just like, no, I'm not buying into you. So, and McAdams, I think I thought did a really great job in this thing. Yeah, she, she well rarely, acted. Yeah, she rarely forays into comedy, but when she does, I think she does really well. You know, like uh, Mean Girls, she was really good in that. And this, uh, I don't. She, mm-hmm. she rarely does it, but I like it when she does. All right. So my number eight then is the Disaster Artist. Okay, that one to me was it's a mix right okay. in the middle. Okay. So the jokes weren't so – they didn't hit me so hard that it bumped it over to the – you know, those moments where it made me oh. kind of like gut-wrenching to get over the drama. Okay. That's I, just me. I didn't see any drama till the end. I was laughing my ass off the whole time at this guy, at their relationship. You didn't feel bad relationship. for him like throughout? No. Not when you're rich. I don't feel bad for you at all. If you're rich, sorry. It's a, you know, it's, I'm sorry you can't create the greatest film ever made. You still accidentally became successful. Okay. It was only until the end when he's like really hurt by the reaction to the film that I start to grasp the drama of it. But until then, he's just a weird dude who like is just does weird things. So it's to me, it's funny to see him. And not funny, like laugh at him. Funny at like the existence of a person like this yeah. is interesting. So I'm laughing through that. kind, And then all the stuff he pulls on the set and Seth Rogen and uh, Kroll and all that kind of stuff that, that goes on with all the people that are involved. I, that was hilarious. And of course, yeah, maybe him and James Franco. Maybe they see it again. Well, I don't know. I mean, you take it as you take it. I, I look, I liked it, mm. uh, and I thought it was a good movie. And it sucks that he ran into the uh, the were the allegations. Did they ever get beyond allegations against him? I don't remember. I, honestly, I don't recall if it ever got into be anything more than that. Okay, yeah, because that that really put a stymie on anybody taking that seriously at the end of the year. Mm. And it was oh, a you really, mean Franco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, it kind of went away. He hasn't been doing much though, so True. maybe. Yeah, but he did uh, the Deuce, the final season of that. He's come out in that. the interim. Yeah, but the Deuce is not really that well known. You know, it's good though. That's People fair. should watch it. That's fair. That's fair. He's excellent in it. Yeah, playing those two characters. Yeah, but it's mainly the the main 
lead of the two. Yeah. The other one's, you know, an asshole. Right. Uh, and thank God he's got, you know, his older brother to look at. Or no, his technically younger brother. Something like that. I yeah. can't remember. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. What's your number seven? Seven is uh, The Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> okay, knock yourself out with that. You didn't like it? It's not that I didn't like it. It's I, I don't really run to horror all that often. So. This is, to me, because you, I, I didn't know anything about it. I just yeah. heard, hey, this is good. I think you would like it. Right. So I'm watching it, and early on, I didn't understand, obviously, what was going on. But by the time, like, uh, the, the what sold me on it is when, like, the first monster actually gets summoned at the cabin. Yeah. And they cut back to the the Houston, you know, control booth. That you've got, uh, oh shit, Bradley Whitford yeah. and oh, the other guy who was uh, the father and stepfather. He had a right. long TV career. Right. Uh, but anyway, they cut back to him and they're like, Psh, all right, who had uh, Swamp Monster? And they had all their, this is just routine. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> they just keep cutting back to this great little world that they created here. And then the marriage of the two overall takes yeah. it into the super interesting. I've never seen this in horror. I don't believe, but yeah. I don't watch a lot of horror. Right. But the com- comedic moments were so solid to me that it just, it percolated up above. Yeah. I, I enjoy that horror, the rest of it, because I wasn't scared throughout it, mm-hmm. you know, but it kept me intrigued as to how the action would unfold as opposed to, oh, it's a character that if you say his name three times, yeah, he magically <laughs> appears. Like, oh, that's... Scary, but yet convenient. Yeah, right. And I'm not too scared, so just don't say his fucking name. It's, it's really simple. Problem solved. Yeah, right. Problem solved, Or well, Why are you saying it? Yeah. Blair is it, Witch. Isn't Candyman like five times you have to say it? Like, you got to be real determined. Mm, it's three times in front of a mirror. Oh, okay. And uh, then on the third one is when... Is when he appears. Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. Because <laughs> Beetlejuice does that, too. Exactly. So I rules of threes. Right. But that one's just full tongue-in-cheek comedy, so... I know a lot of people like it. I, 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 you don't like Beetlejuice? No, no. Uh, oh, Cabin, Cabin in the Woods. Woods? Yeah, no, I love Beetlejuice. You kidding? I love that movie. Um... But yeah, a lot of people like that movie. I know, and they get into it, and they know all about it. It comes up in the showdown a few times, you know. But it's—I've only seen it once, and I was like, "All right, I got it. I'm good." That's uh, what sold me on Chris Hemsworth. Of this dude really can do comedy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh. right. I forgot he's in that shit. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Right. What uh, is that guy's name? Uh, Vernon. Does that? Sound I right? want to say uh, Scarif, but that was Whitford's co-star. No, but it doesn't look like him. Um, See if I get it for you. For you, wasn't he in the Visitor? He was in the Visitor, and did, he's a stellar actor. Yeah, he was also in Step Brothers. Um, what is his name? What is his Richard? name? Oh, Richard! Richard, getting closer. Uh, you're getting closer. There. Well, it is. you're looking at him. Yeah, what is you're it? right. You win. Richard you got what? the name, Richard Jenkins. Rick uh, Jenkins. Richard Jenkins. That is an ill-fitting name. <laughs> it is an ill-fitting name. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Richard Jenkins. Uh, <laughs> get that chicken. Uh, all right, which is number six? Did you take a sip of your coffee? <laughs> uh, is what we do in the shadows. Oh, uh, that's a punt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my number seven is the Lego movie. Okay. Yeah. Love that movie, man. A lot of fun. Very funny. I've seen half. Oh, okay. Why? Because you didn't like it? Uh, wife and I turned it off halfway through. Oh, okay. Maybe not even like... Uh, Okay. Close to. This wasn't your jam. No, and I love animated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was just I know like, you do. I'm not really. What, Batman had just come in and been there for like five minutes. And right. I was like, this is intriguing. I like this. And I've seen the Batman Lego. Yeah, yeah. That one's good. Because everybody said, this is actually really good. And I watched it and I'm like, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. I love seeing the Joker so emotionally attached. <laughs> no, right. It's fantastic. A codependent relationship. It's fully, full on. 
But he's so oblivious because his life has always been awesome. It's always been about him. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's a great interpretation of both characters. You sucked me in. I love everything about it. Yeah. I wish I could get more, but I understand why you have to have, like, Robin. Right, right. And, and, but you can't just have full on. You need a foil to that. Yeah. And the stakes it builds. But Lego Movie, I don't know. Yeah, everybody. I mean, look, it, it garnered a sequel. It did. It did Buku box office, it and everybody did. loves it. Yeah, I so, do. I enjoyed the song. I enjoyed the characterizations. I enjoyed the acting in the thing, and even the story about it's, it's you know because it's about his, the father and the son in real in the real world, and what the son is working out through the Lego characters in the Lego world mm-hmm. about his feelings about his father. So there's all of that that comes into play in the second half of the movie, but. Throughout it, it's just really funny the situations they come into the the unicorn, the Hello Kitty, the weirdness of all of that. The Allison Brie voices, and Elizabeth Banks's character, and then of course Chris Pratt doing the things that he's doing, and Morgan Freeman as God, like all these kinds of things that are really funny, and all the cameos as the superhero characters and and the different uh, otherworldly characters. All of that I thought was really funny uh, overall from uh, from beginning to end, and I just had I just. Totally unexpected, completely unexpected yeah. how much I enjoyed this movie. And when it was over, I was like, damn, they really actually – because there had been Lego movies before. Oh, yeah, right? but they weren't made for They us. weren't like this. No, yeah, they, yeah. they were children's entertainment. Right, exactly. I think there were some that, that people say, actually, the, you know, the, a Star Wars one specifically might be good. Yeah, and, yeah. And they have these – because they got into franchises right. type of thing. right. Right. Uh, but this but, is the yeah. one that sold me big time. I mean, it came out in, what, February or something? Yeah. And just crushed. It really did. It took off word of mouth. Everybody loved it, and it had a long life. It did. Uh, then my number six is Deadpool. Uh, that's a pun. Okay, fine. Well, all right. Before we get to my number oh, five. Oh, yeah. Good call. Why don't we take a quick break and hear this word from our sponsor? Wow. You say we hear a word from our sponsors. Really, we hear words from us for sure. our sponsors. Well, yeah. You know, we're part I love of it. it. We are the brand. And That's they right. are us. The synergy is beautiful. <laughs> you are, he is, we as, he is, something like that from the Beatles. There is, we're all together. That's all that matters. Um, all right, where are we at? Your number five? My number five. All right, where, where, what is that? Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, slight punt. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. My number five is The Nice Guys. Yeah, I didn't make my list. What? What? I. Wow. Not uh, your jam, huh? Nope. Yeah, that's crazy. I love me Will Ferrell, and that one's just never spoken to me. Will Ferrell? The Nice Guys? Yeah. Oh, the nice guys. Oh, shit. I wrote that down on the side. Never made it. All right. You know, we're definitely bumping off blockers. I would put nice guys. Where would you put block? Oh, ooh, interesting. Oh, intrigue on the show. I might say sixth. Wow. I might say sixth. Strong statement. Okay. Uh-huh. Close enough. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, five? Yeah. so let's talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling, a uh, fantastic pairing with the daughter. I can't remember the actress's name that plays the daughter. Um, Margaret Qualley is in this as well. That was my first exposure to Margaret Qualley, I think. Uh, she's the girl they're chasing the whole time trying to oh, okay. find her. Okay. Um, all of it. I just think, I just, I didn't know what to expect from this. After seeing Kiss Kiss Bang Bang a few years before, I, I wasn't yeah, sure I if he could. this cr- too, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Well, there you go. I wasn't sure if he was going to capture it again. And damn if he didn't. And he made it work. And he put in a time period in the 70s. Uh, and just all of it was so perfect. <laughs> just perfect. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Um, and maybe, honestly, with the rewatchability, it might creep a little Ooh, bit higher. All right. Because uh, yeah. there are certain things. Like, uh, I know we did a review of it way mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah. And one of my favorite scenes, actually, uh, is when he falls off the balcony. Yeah. And he's tumbling down and he sees the dead body. And he does the Avon Costello. T- <laughs> 
because he had just cracked a couple of ribs. So you can't really, if you're ever going to do it, and thank you to my brother, he called it out. I was like, because yeah. I, I gave it another of that era's duo, but oh, I met right. Costello in my head. Yeah. I'm doing Costello <laughs> type of thing. It, my it's bad. Just flat out, it's a great, beautiful little moment. Yeah. And they have a, like, the idea that Russell Crowe has broken so many, done so many ulnar fractures. Yeah. It's a spiral fracture. And he just tells him, he's like, I'm going to twist your arm. <laughs> so it's, it's just the way it's going to go down. matter of fact, look, yeah. you are, you can't stop me. Yeah. So this is what's going to happen. You need to tell your doctor X because that'll, <laughs> you know, put it in a proper sling and just let it heal. Right. Uh, you can take the x-rays, but this is what I did to you. It's perfect, know that it's man. coming. It, there's a, it's so many great moments. Who is the villain? Wasn't he on like a Suits or something like that? Oh, who is the villain? Good He's like knockoff Henry Cavill. Yeah. Uh, Bomber? Is it Matt Bomber? Could be. Didn't he have a tycoon show like in the set in the old Ooh, Hollywood? Good question. Yeah. It was the, on Amazon. The old tycoon? Is that what it was? I think it's what it was I called. My wife watched it. Interesting yeah. premise. She was like, hey, it was all right. Uh, he was in the center. The last tycoon. Yes. Good reference. There he was. 2017. Uh, Angry Rice is the name of the girl who plays the daughter. Okay. She's in Australia. Oh, apparently she was in Spy. Oh, she's the one who. Oh, is that her? She's the girl that works with the, the black dude when they're doing the high school news uh, segments. In? In Spider Man, both Spider Man movies. Oh, really? She's the one that gets with the kid okay. in the second movie. Yeah, yeah, that's her. Betty. How funny. Didn't oh, realize. I didn't even know that. Ha! Keith David is funny in this thing as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's really about the two of them. Oh, and Kim Basinger is badass. Well, the two of them and the daughter. Yeah, the two of them and the daughter, right. And Kim Basinger is pretty badass in this thing, too. I rarely see her play a, such a badass role. That's good. Yeah. She I dug it. it. I dug it. There's a lot of twists and turns throughout that time in the 70s, which I enjoyed. So, All right. Where are, you, where are we at now? Your that four. was your five? Yeah. Uh, my four is Jojo Rabbit. <sighs> oh, shit. Because the, the this is the one to me where the punchlines were so strong. Shit. That it overtakes the drama. It's still a drama. It has all the stakes. But God damn it, when he comes back into the room and Hitler is below his sheets and at first is like he's stealing his, you know, his food type this of thing. Is, so you're so right here, man. Yeah. And he's like, that's what best friends do. All the right. pivot because his, his imaginary friend was like, oh, this, he knows this character so beautifully. How the fuck did that not occur to me? Oh, OK. Yeah. There's another one from this past year, but I was like, you know what? It's uh, more a drama to me than it is a comedy. It's got some great, great. You know, comedic scenes. Shit. I don't know what to do now. I mean, I kicked off. I'll kick off Hot Tub. But JoJo deserves a higher ranking than where I had it. All right, fine. Where do you have it? I, I didn't have all. it. Yeah. yeah, not at all. So where do you want to put it? Uh, I kind of want to put it right there. Drop it at four? Yeah, but then that pulls that moves down everything else. Like, I'm excited to watch it again. I've been holding off because I want to forget yeah. a lot of the specific lines that he, they say back and forth as right. the two characters. Right, right, right. Okay. Because, God damned if that wasn't the hardest I laughed at the theater in a while consistently. It is brilliantly funny. It is, man. And people I undercut it. I don't understand. And what people people are in a weird place. Like, 1917 gets nominated. People are like trying to bash it. Joker gets 11 nominations. People go after it. That one is Jojo easy target, Rabbit, though. But, but everything. Jojo Rabbit now. They want to go against Jojo Rabbit. It's like no film has come out of this thing other than Parasite. And has been untouchable. Yeah, unblemished. Yeah, unblemished. Uh, everything. That's the other one from this year. I'm like, it's it's got a couple really great. What? Which one? Parasite. Oh yeah, Parasite. 
I wrote it on my side list. Oh, it's a humor? I, I don't think it's a comedy. But it's not. It's a, it's a class comedy, but it's not well, comedy. Like when the dad is rehearsing his lines and his son is instructing him. Right, right. I, cr- I was, I mean, dying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dying. Yeah. It's like, what a great scene. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting it right. Like, no, 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 no. You got to do it like this. And then he goes, it goes from the seamless blend of the acting into the real world. Yeah, yeah. It was just a great storytelling element within this overall drama. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, JoJo, I, the first 10 minutes of JoJo, I was like, oh, I don't like this at all. I'm a little worried about it. And then when it found – and then when it kicked in, you're just like, oh. And, and by the way, it didn't kick in because it, anything the film did. I just finally came the to drugs? the film. Yeah, you know, right, the drugs kicked in. Yeah, the gummy you took <laughs> yeah, walking finally, into Arclight finally set in. You're like, I'm feeling it. 25, 30 it. minutes in. Uh, but yeah, I, I, th- I absolutely uh, laughed my ass off the whole time and a very sweet message at the end. Um, and I was very surprised how they were able to walk the line of this very extreme uh, out there comedy but never lose the stakes of the setting where they placed the film. And I thought that was brilliant, man. It's not easy to do. No. And, and the fact they pulled it off so well amidst all this comedy, there is so much tragedy. And you're just like, man, man. But, and it worked. I agree. Yeah. To a degree that, that I found incredible. Yeah. Because I knew was, I knew way less than you did. I didn't know it was his imaginary friend. I just knew Hitler was in it. Right. So the the reservation that you were expressing, the first 10, I had until I realized, oh, this dude is made up. Right. This is all in his mind. Right, right, right. And then as he's running out onto the street from the, the pep talk that his imaginary friend gave him with the Heil Hitler, yeah. <laughs> I was already on board. But it took me until like well, upon realizing this is a child's. Imagination. Yeah, yeah. So this to me was when I used to play basketball with Michael Jordan. Right. Oh, right. Okay. Fair. And you create whatever yeah. it is in your mind. I, right. I don't know if I ever had Jordan that realized as he does Hitler. Yeah. I didn't ever had an imaginary friend like that to where I saw someone else like that. Right, right. I don't know if it ever – I'm sure it grows to that for some individuals. <laughs> you know, Hopefully in a healthy capacity. Yeah. Uh, anywho, from there on, in the balance they do of the two, the you know, yeah, they still get great laughs throughout, even when in the midst of war and the kids walking up in corrugated cardboard. I mean, that's the best, the latest in military technology. Like, I think whatever he says, I think we might be losing this war. <laughs> Uh, it's it just works so well. Uh, well, then that move is. Uh, we'll jump into your number three, but that move is my five down. My oh, your four. Let's four start with your four. So my four. It's uh, uh, bridesmaids. That's now okay. Jojo Rabbit is four, so bridesmaids will now move down to five because mm-hmm. uh, I would put Jojo over bridesmaids. Bridesmaids is. I know it's not one of your favorites or one you like. I oh, love it to pieces. I want to, and the rewatchability is so good. My girlfriend doesn't like it. She thinks it's a bit too gross, but. I love it. I'm with her. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, but I, there's just some. I just think it's brilliantly funny with what Kristen Wiig is going through. As a character, she rarely plays. It's kind of like, or the, I guess she was playing around that time. These um, characters was, with sharper edges, mm-hmm. a little more bitterness to them, sure, and working them into comedies, which is not easy to do. And I thought she did a great job with this. Paul Feig, obviously directing it. Maya Rudolph was great, but Melissa McCarthy is who you talk about coming out of this movie. She's incredible in this movie. This is what launched her out of that kind of Gilmore Girls True. thing. Uh, my favorite parts though were Kristen Wiig when oh, she was yeah. in the car going back oh, slowly man. in front, yeah. breaking the law, so she he'd have to talk to her. <laughs> that to me was like I wish the movie was more of this. Yeah, because this is this type of stupid that it's believable, it's real. Right, and she is crushing the scene. Yeah. 
which in lesser hands would just be boring. Yeah, agreed. Um, but she's great in it. Yeah, you're right. And the scene where she's drunk on the plane is funny. Sure. Um, and it, you know, but then you then the breakdown at the wedding or at the reception when she's like, well, not the reception, but uh, the the shower, the bride, the, yeah. the bridal shower when she's ripping everything apart because Rose Byrne has kind of supplanted her, and she's a super pissed about that. But it's all about her life itself that she's upset about mm-hmm. and that she's not dialing into. Uh, and it's so great that that's the story because you rarely see that kind of story shown in a way that's uncomfortable at times or unsettling, right? It, yeah. It doesn't feel like that happy ending is around the corner like you usually do in movies like this. They make you work – or the film works hard to get to that happy ending and I, it's believable when it happens and you're all in when it does. Um, and Chris O'Dowd is great as the cop and everything like that and um, – yeah. Anyway, I just I just enjoy the movie. It's so yeah. I rewatch it all the time. I yeah. just that shit scene. It takes me out of ever oh, watching man, it again. I, love that I know it's everybody's favorite, but to me, it just it's gross for uh, the sake of gross. Right. And which rarely happens though in female comedy. So I loved that. I uh, it, it, I don't I don't care for it in men's comedies. All right, fair. So wow. you got to do. You're saying a good fart joke. You don't like a good fart joke. It has to be a well-executed fart joke. Oh, well-executed fart joke. A high-concept fart joke? No, but okay. like the Blazing Saddles, I oh, think yeah. that that scene is painful. Yeah. Have you ever seen The Family Guy where they do dueling like farts? No. It's Peter and some other dude? Yeah. That to me, that's the Family Guy. We take the joke and we do it for 90 seconds and I'm not sure who this joke is for. <laughs> yeah, right. Which they are – Yeah. they do all the time. They, well, yeah, yeah, when yeah. I watched – and that was a long time ago. Yeah. I didn't even see it, but – what? Uh, I like stopped and went back and saw like the chicken fighting ones mm. where they take two minutes and I'm like, I don't understand who this is for. Yeah, yeah. It's not for me. This it's for the stoned people who are watching it. That doesn't even – Probably. I could have been stoned watching it at some point. I yeah. doubt it, but I could have. Right. We would have enjoyed it. Nope. Or maybe not. No. Okay. It's just <laughs> sitting there stoned going, why is this going? I don't understand. Right. This is taking forever. <laughs> and then it just ends. What, okay. What's your number three? Uh, three is 21 Jump Street. Oh yeah, not on your list. Not on my list. Why is that? It's on. It's on the side list. It's one of those ones that I enjoy, but I don't find myself going back to watch over and over again. So, but it's very funny. Okay, it's very funny. For me, it makes a this high uh, and b the list at all is because coming into it, mm-hmm. I was I had never seen anything that Channing Tatum had been in that I was like, that's you know he was in the background dancer or, yeah, right, or right. whatever else. Yeah, and did all these you know. Movies that seem to appeal to teenage kids. Yes. Type of movies. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. It's not for me. Who are you? That ain't your jam. Uh, Well, I've seen that movie. Yeah. I know the formula going into it. This is going to be boring as shit. Yeah. Um, And uh, Jonah Hill. I didn't know. Not Jonah Hill. Uh, Yeah, Jonah Hill's Jonah Hill, sorry. Um, I was on the fence. Yeah. I didn't know if I liked him yet. And walking out of it, I was like, I can't believe these two just charmed the living shit out of me, pulling Mm. off joke after joke after joke. Looked like it was going to be a failure. Yeah. A failure. Oh, yeah. No when doubt. they announced it, I was like, why? Why are you doing this? Who loves this show? Right. Right. But it's a great, stupid premise that you could easily spin off. And that's why I loved I almost put the second one on just for the opening when it's so <laughs> over the top. And then they've been like basically making fun of what they could have done. Right. And what a genius little moment. And then they go into a movie you can kind of track where it's going to go, but it's still done. Is the Wolverine, the Spanish Wolverine, is that the opening of the second one or Spanish Wolverine in the first one? Uh, The opening of the second one is when they're getting those illegal goods off the back of the truck. Yeah, so that's Spanish Spanish Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's just like, it's what? This funny. is bad Miami Vice, yeah. like last season shit. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> and it's all tongue in cheek. Right. So they have, for the one, two, but I, I put this one up there because I've enjoyed both of them thoroughly more than I ever thought I would. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a Toy Story three versus two. Yeah. I wouldn't have the second one much as I like it without the first. The fact that the first succeeded when I just premise who you cast. When it was released, I was like, this is a bomb. Yeah, yeah. And I finally saw it, and I was like, this was really good. <laughs> can't believe it. I know. I was surprised, too. Um, I remember that. I guess it's just – yeah. All right. Fair. It's a good choice, man. It really is. Um, all right. My number three is uh, Thor Ragnarok, which is the pun from earlier. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is one, dude. I mean, it came on Netflix. If I'm just sitting around, the temptation to just put it on to watch – is uh, off the charts because it's just so funny and it's a comic book movie. Yeah. And it's really good comic book movie. And the jokes within it work so well to what's happening. And Goldblum almost steals the movie away from Tatum. Uh, and I love it. Uh, not Tatum. Uh, Tatum yeah, Hemsworth? Uh, Hemsworth, sorry, yeah. Well, in the scenes they're in together, oh my God. Goldblum steals every single every one of them. Every single scene. Effortlessly. Yeah. You know what? You're right. Because I originally I had this at three yeah. and bumped the other two down. I was floating back and forth. I'm oh. like, well, you know, it's still a superhero, but at the same time, I violate that once if we it's a comedy. get to. It's a comedy. It's a straight up comedy, you know, and there, it happens to be about superheroes, but it's a straight up comedy. And yes, it's yeah. about bigger concepts of the All idea right. of. Let's jump on mine again. So that now jumps to three. Okay. And I'm going to do a little flip flop and just switch places with 21 Jump Street. Well, I hope mine. Cody has been writing down our, our lists until the end. Because uh, he's. Well, I can send him like my this. updated one. You just got to send him your updated one. That's oh, all fair, you got to do. Fair. All We're right. good to go. <laughs> it's reading it off at the end. Let's see if we get this right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, it's so good. And, and uh, um, the Ruff- Ruffalo is funny in this thing. Tessa Thompson has her comedic moments as well. All the way throughout, just a very funny film, but also about a higher concept, this idea of discovering who you really are. Hulk, you know, Ruffalo, all that, like where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do. And, of course, the power of friendship. All of that weaved in to this really insane comedy. And what's – oh, not insane, but this really good comedy, superhero comedy. But there are little moments that you didn't expect. Like when he throws that thing against the ball, against the – Oh, it comes back and nails him right in the head. He goes down and he has to get up and be like – The little punch. The little punch, which is that pseudo-manhood shit. You're trying to build yourself back up. It's He has such a great sense. He really does. When he yells at Loki – like, yeah. look, it's Hulk. Hey. <laughs> Big family reunion. I mean, we know each other from work. Who says that? Yeah. It's just brilliant. And they, like, they look over to Jeff Goldblum from Hiddleston. And they, yeah. Almost Dangerfield as like he's, he's not he's not mugging like that. But that's the underlying tone of like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, over and over and over again. Yeah. Agreed. They, yeah. Yeah. It should have always been three. So thank you for uh-huh. that. No worries. Thank no, you for my that. pleasure. What's your number two? Two for me is MacGruber. Oh, my God. Because silly can still work. Silly can still work. Dude, when he has the piece of celery up his ass, I was like, this movie. This movie. I, I thought this was so doomed to fail. So doomed to fail. And then I saw it, and I'm like, dude, I, I can't believe you spun a three-second premise no. into a 90-minute movie, and it's, it's somehow successful. <laughs> you, made, you made me like Ryan Phillippe. Yeah, which is not easy to do. I haven't liked a thing he's been in in a long, long time. Right, it's right. It's been a while. What's up, Ryle? <laughs> he's listening. Yeah, you know, he's a big fan. He's been shoot- He's on that shooter show. He took uh, Wahlberg's spot as that character for the TV show. 
No idea. Yeah, really? Shooter? Oh. Yeah, it's on USA. That Anton Fuqua movie with Mark Wahlberg where he plays the sniper. Oh, wow. Yeah, they turned it into a TV show. And Philippe plays the, the sniper guy. Yeah, yeah the Wahlberg you've seen guy. it? I have. A couple episodes. Yeah, yeah. I don't get into those, man. I can't get into those. Although, I did start watching Deputy. Have you watched that Stephen Dorff one on Fox? Really? The that reviews is... have not been good. Oh, no. But it's making money. It's getting good ratings. It's one of these overwhelmingly... Uh, Overtly male shows, but every once in a while, one of those really Pulls works. Stick out, yeah. jerks off on it. I mean, it's David Ayer at some point, you know. And so it's like, yeah. Right. Oh, it's David Ayer. Yeah, David Ayer directed it. Yeah, there will be yeah. a little bit of as much as he can get away with on. Is it CBS? No, it's on Fox. On Fox. Yeah, 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 there yeah. you go. Sounds about but right. CBS, I might start watching the the Edie Falco show that's coming up where she becomes the chief of the LAPD. Mm-hmm. I want to see what that's all about. See if it's any good. I'd never really watch cop procedurals. Oh, yeah? Not even Law & Order? I, I did. My mom liked it back in the day. Okay. So I saw a bunch with her. Right. But I, it's not one that I go back to. Gotcha. Although I do like formulaic stuff like that because it's mm-hmm. just – it's nice. It's comforting. Yeah, right. It's Sometimes. comfort food. You, get what, yeah. you know what you're going to get. Certain times I don't like – I'm watching The Outsider. Are you watching that? Not yet. We haven't started yet. It's another – because Bateman directs. Yeah. And whatever. And he – you know, he's – this is his oh, baby. Oh, he's in it and he directs it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. It's just like Ozark. For some reason, oh, critics are like, meh. And then I watch it and I'm like, this was excellent. Yeah. Why didn't you guys sing the praises of it? Of another, Ozark? Yeah. A, oh, yeah, right. I think uh, uh, Outsider is getting better praise than like first season of Ozark. Right, right. But it's still tentative. I'm like, really? Because I've watched some of the other things that you guys love. <laughs> and I, does, I don't understand. Like, yeah. what's the appeal here? Okay. Yeah. Uh, other well, times it's like 100%. Most of the critically acclaimed, but yeah. every once again they slag off on something like, what didn't you like about this exactly? Yeah, I got, I'm going to dial into outside. We uh, we just finished Happy Valley, the first two seasons. What of is that? That's on Netflix. It's a British show. Okay. She's this woman um, who's like, she was a, a cop in, in, or she's, yeah, she's a policewoman in Yorkshire, but she used to be a detective in London. And so she comes to this place, but she's been in this place for a while. Mm-hmm. Her sister's a recovering heroin addict. Uh, she's got the child. She's taking care of a child okay. who is her daughter's child. Her daughter killed herself because she thinks that this really uh, evil dude who is about to get out of prison raped her daughter and she made her daughter have the child, which ended up breaking up their marriage. Her and this, and and they're God loves British. I know, dude. It's like Broadchurch. <laughs> I love season one, and then season two opens, and they're still carrying on the same problem. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I couldn't get like season one was great, but I can't live this moment again. And now right. they're opening. First episode, I bailed on episode, episode really? one. I was like, I'm out. Oh, yeah, I, can't I can't do it. Do I love season one, but that was grueling. Yeah, that was not fun. There's another one that came out not, not too recently about a, mm. a woman that gets released from prison, and when she was like a high school senior, she killed one of her friends. Oh, shit. I and hadn't heard about that. It's a comedy. Oh. It's really good. Okay. But it's one of those more – you get sucked into the drama and the comedies. Okay. There are jokes every once and again, but it's okay. more about this one. I think it's just one season, six episodes wow. or eight episodes, one like that. Okay. I'll look it up. But uh, It's the, not called Sex Education. It's not that one. No. Okay. Do you ever see Uncle? That's a good comedy. No, film. she keeps telling me to see Uncle. It's good, and I keep resisting. It's really yeah? good. Okay, because I was I surprised. Resist, I resisted Happy Valley for a long time. She was pushing Happy Valley on me for yeah. quite some Uncle's time. Uncle's fun. Yeah. Okay. Uncle's a good sitcom, but it's okay. not a sitcom. It's a single camera. Okay. Uh, but it's good. It's just All a right. small, you know, nuclear family. And okay. 
I'll start watching it. That one's good. Yeah. Did you see Dublin Murders? See, yeah. I'm sure <sighs> Catherine has. She'll watch anything oh, right. from was, Great Britain set within a certain time frame. It's an Irish show, obviously, okay. Dublin. What year? Uh, no, it came out this year. No, 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 no. Oh, set, set? modern. Modern times. Okay. Then she might be, if it was 1920 <laughs> through 1940, right. maybe even late 1800s Victorian, <laughs> She's early old. Edwardian. She's fine. She'll watch damn near anything. Yeah, I yeah. come home and I'm like, oh, is this any good? Yeah. Right. Uh, dude, I know. The other day we were going through the Acorn app and I was looking for things because it drives Lindley nuts that I like to scan and see what's available. I'm constantly hunting for something new. Mm. Um, and I clicked on a number of shows. She's already watched like 30 minutes of each of these. For And I'm like, Same. when? What Same. the fuck? It's so weird. You're like, how do you – where yeah. – when did you when? watch this? Yeah, exactly. When? Or she like, I finished season one. What? <laughs> That's what I did. The fuck do you did you have time to watch an entire season? Okay, how was it? It was good. Yeah. You should watch it. You Maybe should watch, watch it. season two together. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, sometimes it happens. The Crown. I I just oh, yeah. started season two because it's like I I don't really need to see season one. I went back and rewatched right, it later right, on. Right. It's like it's based on you know historical facts. Right. Right. So nothing is being spoiled. Right. Type of thing. Yeah. Uh, and that I agree with, and I. I I'm sure we've done it on others. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, MacGruber. <laughs> Speaking of highfalutin British comedy. Boom. Those out there that love it just like I do, uh, it, I reward that where, you know, a comedy, yeah. I have certain expectations. And if you can exceed that, and then when you crush that, yeah. I, I'm always going to be a fan. Even if I don't watch you all that often, I'm always, but this is a swing. This is an ace Ventura to me. Oh, totally. Where you're just going full stupid. When it opens and he offers to suck Powers Booth's dick, I believe it was, <laughs> I mean, it is, he devolves into, yeah. he goes from the machismo of MacGruber to that within three sentences. It's like, boom, boom, boom. What do I got to do? Like, <laughs> he's on it. Oh, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. So good for you, Will Forte. I, I watched, uh, what, The Last Man on Earth? Yeah, Last Man on Earth. For like most of season one, just because I like him, but right. I never got sucked into it. Yeah, it wasn't my thing. Kristen Shaw, actually. Uh, she's I love Kristen Shaw usually, but I, I just was like, I didn't like the chemistry of them at all, and I just didn't no. buy it. I just didn't buy it. Yeah. It seemed like shaming him into a situation the whole time, and I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I know. I don't need to. I agree. I'm good. Um, I'm, I'm hesitating about my number two. Okay. Uh, Did you want to put MacGruber there? Is that no, what you're saying? no, because I wonder what your number one is going to be, and I may be leaving something off the list. That I reserve the right to go back and reinstall into the list later. List. All right. oh, okay. My number two at this point is the Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay. Yeah. I love that movie. I know and you I, do. Yeah. It's it's I wanna love it, man. Mm. Fines is fantastic. Yeah. He is hilarious. Every scene. Yes. But I want more of him mm. and it focuses on the the elevator. Yeah, Zero, the guy, yeah, yeah. the kid. Yeah. Elevator boy, what would they call sure. it? Bellhop? Bell no, he's elevator. He was, yeah, he was in the elevator. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that I'm I sure it has a title boy. in high fluten. <laughs> Hotels of yore, yeah. you know, they don't exist anymore. Uh, yeah, but please. Yeah, I just enjoy, I mean, uh, right, Ray Fine steals every scene he's in. I like the chemistry, he has the weirdness of it all with uh, Adrian Brody and Tilda Swinton and that whole situation. And then, of course, yeah. Willem Dafoe chasing him down in the way that he does. Oh, just go grab it. Yeah, I got all right. a drip of and it'll stain this. <laughs> all right. But anyway, uh, yeah, all of that I really enjoyed two pieces because obviously it's a Wes Anderson movie. We had done, and he did Moonrise Kingdom, which was the other one that was fighting to be on this list. And there are funny moments in Moonrise Kingdom, but more it's a Moonrise Kingdom is more of a smile movie for me, whereas 
Budapest Hotel, there are moments where I'm actually laughing out loud and enjoying what's happening and the lunacy of it all uh, and the adventures that they all go on. So that's why I, I, I put the uh, I gave it the edge over Moonrise Kingdom and put it in uh, my list, at least um, at number two. So, yeah. So it's just, and it's about to come out on Criterion. And, you know, I'm about Criterion. It's coming out in April on Criterion. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, his last few, like Moonrise, didn't, yeah. didn't hit me. Really? Nope. Not at all. We were I watched watched it. And I was like, meh. Yeah, really? It's not your thing. I, I don't know what, where, uh, you know, we kind of diverged. <laughs> you and Wes? Yeah. <laughs> well, because I've been on board with a number of his yeah. more outlandish. Love Rushmore, but like Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. What a great little deviation. Super interesting. Totally. And the amount of time and complexity. I like, you know, you have to commit to this script and the script is excellent and all mm-hmm. the voice actors bring to life. And that's super interesting. I, yeah. You know, I love that you did that. Oh, Moonrise yeah. or... Grand Budapest. You. Okay. I, if it was more fines, I would have loved Grand Budapest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. hate, you know. All right. How dare you not make the movie I, I wanted? Yeah, right. You what was your problem? I put nothing into this. <laughs> All right, uh, what's my one is a punt from you, Deadpool. Okay. All right. So I don't feel bad leaving this other thing off my list. Okay. Okay. We can talk about it afterwards. Um, Go ahead. Yes, Deadpool. Just from the very first moment, this is you know uh, a comic book character that I didn't know because I stopped reading comics before mm-hmm. he was invented. Mm-hmm. But he is percolated up to – I see it online. Like I've seen panels as they go through yeah. uh, in specific issues of people's favorite scenes and whatnot. Yeah. And you really get a sense of the comedic capabilities of this character and the fact that Reynolds had to, to fight for it for so long. And uh, I knew going into it like for whatever reason he loves chimichangas and yeah. Arthur type of thing and come to find out in the opening scene – uh, when he shows up to dude's house with the pizza delivery yeah. driver type of mm-hmm. thing, he's wearing a B. Arthur shirt. Yeah. They had to donate 50K or 100K or something to a charity that B. Arthur's son yeah. chose yeah. just to use her likeness. <laughs> but that's how committed he was. Yeah. But the opening of like, you know, directed by Blood Some Douche. We're playing the uh, with the Juice Newton song playing underneath this, um, the sweetest thing or whatever it's called. Yeah. Well, he's very funny. I mean, he punches. What's, or no, kicks what's a Colossus, yeah, Colossus yeah. in the stones, and it breaks, you know, his appendage. Yeah. Oh, he just goes back knowing it's going to do it again, and he cuts off his own day of hands. Yeah. And in dangling there is a middle finger as it floats <laughs> past. And right after that, he goes, his hands are growing back, and they're the tiny. Yeah, and he goes to stroke that, bl- that blind woman that's his neighbor. Why do your hands feel so small? <laughs> just, oh, what yeah. a... I, I wish I had grown up with this character because this is fun. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. The comics are like that too. The comic book uh, versions of the character are very much the same kind of humor throughout the whole thing. So yeah, they captured it so well. Tim Miller did. And that's why I don't like the second one as much. I don't think – I think Tim Miller was the right director for this. Okay. And whatever creative friction him and Ryan had, it obviously worked because it was such a better film than the second one in my opinion and had a great romance between Baccarin and – Best in or, superhero films, hands down. Yeah, yeah. There's no close comparison to me. They fell in love. Yeah. I genuinely believe that. Yeah. Um, I got to interview Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick recently for one of the first things for Outlaw Nation for Zombieland Double Tap uh, coming out on Blu-ray. And they and I got to tell them that. I said that this is the best love story that I've seen in any superhero movie oh, ever. Yeah. Like it's not – it's untouchable. because it by a quantum leap. Because they just accept each other for exactly who they are. 
There's yeah. no one trying to change anybody. I love you for all your flaws. Exactly. And I love that you're as freaky as I am yeah. in the bed. It all works. When he says they're like, I was molested by my uncle, and she was like, uncles. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, they're having like a weird one-upsmanship when she is – when he's taking it in the yeah. keister? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 right. For Women Empowerment Day? And I was like, oh, my God. This, I mean, <laughs> it's so Jeez. good. Yeah. That's a – look, that, that is a graphic and disgusting joke. Yeah. But the beauty is like that. Yep. That's, that's purely effective for Absolutely. this weird anomaly. Yeah. You know. Um, totally, man. Yeah, over and over and over again. He, they have such a tremendous handle on who that character yeah. is, how that story needs to be told, the overall arc of it. Yeah. And you still get – the flip side of it, the non-comedic, like when he's in that chamber that reduces the amount of oxygen in the atmosphere that he can breathe. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he's constantly fighting for air. Yeah. Just going on like, what a what a hellish device yeah. that you guys created. Wow, that's fucking brutal. To force someone to tap into yeah. their superpowers. If you're going to make it R-rated, I don't have to see gore, and that is way worse yeah. than what I've seen in oh, a bunch yeah. of other superhero movies. Being choked like that and burnt like that, hell yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Just to bring out some mutant gene in you. That you hope is there. That people think might be there. Yeah. Really, really good film. All the way. And just funny all the way to the end. All the way to the end. Funny as hell. Uh, and all the, the Negasonic Teenage Warhead shit. All of I that know. is funny. The when X-Men he, stuff he was is like, funny. It's almost like the studio couldn't afford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a big place. Nobody else here. Hello. <laughs> just. And in the second one, then they show the flash yeah, the one... of all. And that's all they get. The door shuts. <laughs> what a great little topper on the joke. I think it's ironic now that that is the one property that's going to cross over from Fox, superhero-wise, into the MCU, uh, whereas none of the X-Men are coming over. They're going to be totally reboot, rebooted. How do you add that many new amazing people? Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I I can understand the Deadpool, although I would personally try and keep him with X-Men because yeah. that X-Men needs the help. Well, I think he works for Spider-Man. Yeah. That balance of like the kid trying to say all the right things and do all the right things and this guy having absolutely didn't So now you're asking buck. Fox, Sony and Disney all to come together on one project? Yeah, I don't know. Well, Fox is under Fox is under Disney. No, now. That's true. They I forgot about that. Yeah, and then they removed all right, Well, that's just Sony. Hey, let's make Sony money another yep. way. Yeah, that could work. Well, they removed Fox now from all the names. You saw that, saw right? That, yeah. yeah. That's weird. So is it just going to be Searchlight? It's Searchlight Pictures and 20th Century Studios. It's very weird, man. No, man, it needs Fox. Yeah. He but maybe it. they think that that Fox name, since Fox had to sell, that they think it's a negative name, a negative connotation. So it's weird. Name. I only hold that still with Fox TV shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. That's Even though point. I've liked a bunch. Great point. Over the years. Yeah. I don't associate that. that Because like, look at The Simpsons. Right. All-timer. Right. Even though I stopped watching like 15 years ago. Yeah. And it's still going. Yeah. Although Hank Azaria is no longer doing Apu. <laughs> I saw that. They finally got to him. Yeah, you know. I, I think it's the right move, but, you know. I understand. What was and, your morality 20 years ago? Exactly. Well, maybe it? they just didn't have a voice yeah. to magnify that. And if that's the case, be like, they're they're not wrong. They're, right. they're the ones that have the high ground in this situation, guys. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. You didn't realize it at the time. Right. Things shifted. Tectonic plates. Boom. <laughs> and now you're suddenly submerged under well, the ocean. There are plenty of funny Indian actors that work in America. Yeah. Kamil Nunjani is very funny. That guy who's on the the what's it? Fifth oh, they won't. I don't think they'll get Harmony or something like that. Or whatever the name of that song that that show is with uh, Bradley Whitford. The oh, is that any good? I don't know. I hesitate I when, to watch it. Yeah, I remember they, they was doing they were doing promos rather. Yeah, um, and I was like, that that kind of looks interesting. He doesn't need them, but they need him. Yeah, but actually, <laughs> he needs them. He needs them. 
And that's – you could already see it. You know, yeah. It's got a formula to it. Of course. That's fine. How much of a curmudgeon – can I get better than Godzilla? Because that character should have made me I, – I didn't care for that movie. Yeah, yeah. So Godzilla versus – or whatever which, it was. What's your one? My one is What We Do in the Shadows, the pun from earlier. Okay. Dude, that film – it has grown in my estimation over the last few years since I saw it. Because I saw it on a lark. Like someone was like, you got to see this. It's an independent film from New Zealand. I had no idea who Taika Waititi was. Nobody did. No clue. Nobody did. Here at least. Yeah. I knew who the dude – obviously the dude from Fly the Concords was. Fly the Concords, yeah. Uh, Jermaine Clement. Yeah, Jermaine Clement. I knew who he was. So I was like – I believe it's Jermaine. Oh, Jermaine. I there apologize. There is no R. Ooh, that could come up in the showdown. Thank you so much. Jermaine. 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 Exactly. That's what everybody – so my head does. <laughs> Jermaine. Oh, yeah. Come on. Jermaine. Um, and I, so I went in like focusing on him. And then all the, the, the other two characters mm-hmm. with Taika playing one of them – just brilliant. Oh, he's Taika has my favorite scene in it. Oh yeah, which one is scene? It's very scene? early on mm-hmm. um, when he like brings a girl over and he's they're on his bed and he puts newspaper down underneath their feet and she's kind of like you know hey what's going on? you know hey and then he comes around and she's all excited some guy's gonna kiss her neck <laughs> or something right. and she's like eh. <gasps> and it starts gushing yeah. and he's like oh my god <laughs> and he's trying to like eat some of it as it sprays in his face and then the look of defeated. Like his defeated posturing yeah. in the next two scenes after. There's one with him like covered in the blood and then out in the hallway. Yeah. Like, this is great. <laughs> the Nosferatu when the later, – Oh, dude. Later uh. on when the dude, it's uh, the younger guy that gets turned into a vampire. Yeah. He brings his human friend around and all that. And yeah. He's trying to tell Nosferatu. He's like, you know, Stu doesn't even like meat. <laughs> so, you know, please don't eat him. And Nosferatu is like kind of looking at him. Can't tell if he's processing the information. Uh, it's got to – Dude. It would be higher. Like, yeah. It works excellently in certain spots. In other spots, it's just like interesting, interesting to follow them around. Yeah. But I'm yeah. not laughing. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Uh, the whole wolf stuff is hilarious. And then yeah. when, when the cops come in, too, to like investigate what's happening, mm-hmm. that whole exchange is just yeah. absolutely genius. Man. These days, dog attacks happen like once a month. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, you notice anything else? Yeah, it's a bit burnt in here. You, you're burning things. You're burning things down here. You shouldn't be doing anything. So, oh, man. All of it just so funny from from top to bottom. And I wonder if the sequel is going to be the TV show is apparently really funny. So I'll probably start watching that at some point as well. You didn't like it? I haven't seen it. Oh, okay, just, okay. To me, that is Got very much Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. They, yeah. They're my two favorite parts of it. Uh, and Stu. They're the, I think they're the producers of it. So maybe they were involved it's a little not more. not the same thing. That's, you're right. You're right. It's a fair point. Uh, all right. Well, there's our separate top ten lists of the uh, 2010 comedies, 2010s. Correct. And, and uh, we're going to compile this thing now. Yep. And we will read our personal oh, yeah. lists yep. uh, back to you because there was a poll on Facebook.com forward slash uh, groups forward slash the top ten. Oh. Show, uh, top ten show. There was a poll. Okay. Um, About? Whether or not we do it, if people enjoy it. Oh. It was so weighted in one favor of we should do it because people are listening like, oh, I forgot exactly where you had by the end of the show. Yeah, okay. Like, that makes all the sense in the world. Okay. You know, you're driving around. You're on the treadmill. You're doing whatever you're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, well, we were doing it for Cody's sake, but it seems like we should do it for your sake Okay, well. sounds good. So I've, I've – do you need a second on your no, list? No, I'm good. I'm good. 
All right. Uh, at 10, I've got The Death of Stalin. I bumped off blockers. Yeah. Nine is Dale and Tucker versus Evil. Eight is The Cabin in the Woods. Seven is What We Do in the Shadows. Six is Nice Guys. Five is 21 Jump Street. Four is Jojo Rabbit. Three is Thor Ragnarok. Two is MacGruber. Number one is Deadpool. There you go. All right, my number 10 is Game Night. Number nine, The Disaster Artist. Number eight, The Lego Movie. Number seven, Deadpool. Number six, The Nice Guys. Number five, Bridesmaids. Number four, Jojo Rabbit. Number three, Thor Ragnarok. Number two, The Grand Budapest Hotel. And number one, what we do in the shadows. Um, all right, you want to okay. put this thing together? What we do was one seven. Where'd you have okay. Deadpool? Deadpool was uh, seven for me as well. Really? So we go seven one seven one. Ooh. Or we both we both have Thor at three. Yeah, we do. Now, and JoJo at four. Right. Do we elevate those, or do we flip a coin between the two of one and sevens? <sighs> that sounds I'm... like a great Tolkien S. <laughs> Flip the coin. <laughs> what will Two you do? Of one of sevens. Full of took. Full of a took. What will you do? Or, or yeah, Jack Sparrow is like seven pence. <laughs> uh, I'm cool with the flip if you want to do it. Uh, if not, right. we'll just go with the two, three. That's fine. All That's right, fine. let's do it. There's no wrong way to break her. To make this omelet. I like it. Oh, I like it. Uh, I think it's. I like the unknown nature of it. I think it's your turn. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah. I think it is. Let's do this thing. See if I can flip it. Here we go. Here Here we we go. go. It's going to flip. We're going to see. It's between Deadpool and what we do in the shadows. Oh, uh, it says Superman. Mm, Does it say Superman? (laughs) Look at that. It says it say Superman. Yeah, let's go best two out of three. Why are we doing two out of three? The look on your face said, I'm not too sure if I can pull this off. I'm going to come over and spec. Superman again. What do you want from me? It's a bullshit coin. This is what I want from you. I want a legitimate... Weighted U.S. Mint coin. None of this. You're filing down your side. <laughs> what? I don't even have the coin. You take it home every time. I feel like you're doing something. <laughs> you, mentally. Right, what we do in the shadows? Number one. Two would be Deadpool. Yep. Three would be Thor Ragnarok. Yep. Four would be Jojo Rabbit. Jojo. All right, where are we at now? Oh. Uh, we're at our number five. Okay. What do you got? I have Grand Budapest at two. I got MacGruber at two. Oh, here we go. Go ahead, my man. All right, I'll flip it this time. Yeah, your turn. And whatever it falls on, I'm happy with. I don't need a two out of three. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get a good flip in. Please. What's it say? Uh, it's Batman. Is it? Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, really, two seconds ago, you tried I, to act I, as I though totally you were the bigger you. man. And then on video, you guys can fucking break that down. Look at the body language. It says uh, that somebody's not so happy. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Well, and we have the nice guys together as well. Yeah. Right? So what are we at, to seven now or something? That is at seven. Okay. Uh, I got my five left. What do you got? Oh, I got my five left. My turn. Your turn. Flip it up, baby. Flip it up. No two out of three. It's whatever it flips on. Yep. All right. There we go. That was a good flip. I like that flip. Superman. Superman. Bridesmaids. And then, uh, all right, I got 21 jump at that point. That's cool. What's your next highest? Uh, Mine is eight. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> this is four for real. Four. This is for real. For four for four. This is for who's going to stay on the list. 
What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? I think it's weighted to whose side it is. <laughs> That's funny. What's your number eight? What was it? My number eight is Dale and Tucker versus Evil. What's oh, yours? It was Lego Movie. Yeah. All right. That's all right. That's all right. All right, we ready? Yeah, we are ready. Let's do this thing. The top ten comedies of the 2010s, yeah. At number ten. Dale and Tucker versus Evil. At number nine. 21 Jump Street. At number eight. Bridesmaids. At number seven. Nice Guys. At number six. The Grand Budapest Hotel. At number five. The Gruber. At number four. Jojo Rabbit. At number three. Thor Ragnarok. At number two, Deadpool. And our number one comedy of the 2010s is What We Do in the Shadows. In the Shadows. Uh, uh, good list. Good list. A lot, of, a lot of good stuff on here. I got uh, David Mitchell Baker's, if you'd like to hear Oh, this. yeah. Let's hear it while I pull up the shout-outs. Hell, yes. He says, thanks again for choosing my topic. Hope you guys enjoyed discussing it. We did. That was a fun one. We yeah, talked about a, good a one. bunch of different movies we haven't talked about yeah. in a while or before. Uh, for my top ten, I aim to go more pure comedies as opposed to including dramedies. Okay. Therefore, excluding right. the likes of Eighth Grade. I didn't count that one. Lady Bird didn't count that one Maybe at the age did. of 17. Uh, without further ado, my top ten. Ten, uh, they came together. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, I haven't either. I don't know that one. Okay. Nine is Bridesmaids. Eight is The Other Guys. Okay. Uh, seven is Game Night. Okay. Six is One Cut of the Dead. I don't even know what that I don't is. Know that one. Five is Mistress America. <laughs> I don't know that one. What are you doing? Hunt. Uh, four is Hunt for the Wilder People. Okay. Uh, I know what that is. I haven't seen it. Three is 21 Jump Street. Two, This is the End. And one is Booksmart. I was close on This is the End. That's certainly on my side list. Eh, I don't know how often I'm going to see it again. Okay. It's kind of like uh, At World's End. Yeah. That, to me, is the least rewatchable of the three. Okay. Yeah, so, I didn't like At World's End. Me either. I saw it in the theater. I was like, nah, not for yeah. me. But you still made two that I think are fantastic. Right. I put The Heat in there as well. I like The Heat a lot. Okay. And Spy. I know you hate Spy, but I like Spy a lot. Yeah. I wish I did, man. <laughs> She's great. She is. Every time she does a drama... She yeah. crushes. Oh, yeah. Can You Ever Forgive Me was actually really damn good. I even liked, what was it, St. Vincent with Bill Murray. Oh, right. Yeah. Where she's the mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kid. Um, all right. Well, let's jump into our shout outs, my man. All right. I am opening it myself. I think it starts with Matthew Hasso. So, Yes, it does. Increase font size. <laughs> Old man triggers. Well, it was sent to me, and it was like this bit. Hasso's name is a little over an inch long on my screen at this point. I was oh. Like, why Why is, does this exist like this? <laughs> uh, but it won't let me do. All right. Oh, All right. Not. All right. I had to download it for some damn reason. Oh, okay. The online just opened the Google Doc. Won't let me scroll down unless oh, I physically go over and press the mouse. Oh, that's weird. And I'm pretty sure if I do that like hard enough once, it's going to double click yeah. and jump down and fucking, no idea. All right. Let's do this thing. Well, I mean, whenever you're ready. I guess. Yeah. It was still downloading. And now it's Why is it so being so difficult? Good to go. All right, let's do it. You starting with Hasso? Oh, sure. Uh, Matthew Hasso. Okay. 
Shut up. Just trying to expand the name column so I can read them. All right, Christopher Brockman. Andrew Hayes. David Mitchell Baker. Drew Enns. Mackenzie Horner. Mike Barrington. Steve Anderson. Willie Logie. Christos Alexakos. Oh, damn it. Mine got small now. Hold on. Uh, Aaron Hain. Andrew Marker. Andrew Nally. Angela Dashner. Anthony Castlenova. Ashley Browse. Ben Cartwright. Bernie Knapp. Billy Gilliams. Uh, Bobby Carney. Bobby Michael. Brandon Monroe. Cameron Chapman. Chris Lemke. Uh, Cody Rexford. Daniel Chaput. Daniel McCarty. Darren Bush. Ed Buskirk. Uh, Ellis Machaca. Eric Bloor. Frank Montoya. Jeff Kelly. George Machaca. Jeremy Metz. Joe Farrelly. Uh, Jonathan Caro. Josh Stetz. There you go. Josh Mabry. Uh, Johanna Linoverta. Keith Fitzgerald. Kevin Fuss. Kristen Kurtz. Lawrence Waite. Louis Berrigan. Mark Fawcett. Mark Menchaca. Matt Hall. Michael D. Dyke. Uh, Robert Haley. Sean Brennan. Steve Schluckebeyer. Yeah, Sunjayanth Fernando. The Blast from Our Past podcast. Yo, Zach Butts. Adelardo Fuente. Alex Ramsey. Alex Russell. Aliyah Moore. Ahmad Ali. Andres Mendoza. April Rybacki. Uh, ben Quirk. Blake Grant. Or Gant. Blake O'Brien. Brian Akins. Cameron Belgrade. Chris Cabrera. Chris Consiglio. Christopher McIntyre. Cody Seal. Connor Teal. Corey Day. Corey Trainer, Cody Markham. Dale Varley. Dan Nye. Dan Petraglia. Dan Somerville. David Gregson. Uh, Deborah Torres. Drew Burkhart. Dwayne Joseph Burke. Dylan Bueller-Dempsey. Dylan Johnson. Dylan Hume. Uh, Edward Dobbins. Elijah York. Eric Stevenson. Francisco J. Torres. Gareth Weldon. Grecia Romero. Uh, Gunnar R. Hans Eskelson. Haley Morton. Uh, Ian Brick, Bertrand, or Beltran Lopez. James Nost. Oh, uh-huh. James wow. Leggett. All right. James Petty. Jan uh, Viacanazar. Jason Bradshaw. Jason Shrum. Jace, Jeff Saliba. Jeremy Bowers. Uh, GLC 317, or GIC, JIC 317. Jim White. Joe Ibarra. Joey Anthony. John Douse. John Keefe. Josh Sachs. Justin McDonald. Justin David O'Neill. Uh, Keith Archer. Uh, Kelly W. or K. Along. Oh, Sub Hobo Kristen Smith. <laughs> Kyle Beckworth. Kyle Feller. Kyle Grandinetti. Marcel Behrman. Uh, Marcus Davenport. Matt Hannigan. Matt Simmons. Matthew Pullen. Morris, Maurice Robinson. Michael, Ke- Michael Kelly. Michael McDade. Michael Schmier. Nick Francis. Schmer? Sure. Schmer works. Okay. Uh, Nicholas Smith. Nez, uh, Nizar Alabasi. Noel Kelleher. Pat Bufamante. Mm. Phil Neglio. Ravi Prasad. Reagan Lovig. Uh, Robert Francesco Surase. Uh, Roque Ariano. Ruben Enriquez. Ryan Imbrandos. Scott uh, Zarnecki. Shane Noble. Simon Bruyard. Tim Begg. Tim Franco. What's up, Tim? Timothy Berg. Tyler Spots. Wayne Murphy. Victor Whiskey Alund. Uh, Wiley Todd. Ixarian or Gigglesan. AJ Barrera. Abby Lugo. Alan Snuffle, it's supposed to be Snuffle Up, I guess, I'm assuming, but Snuffle Pegas Bennett. <laughs> Alexander Mazonia. Uh, Andre Constanesco. Andrew Herbs. Andrew O'Day. Andy Ortiz. Andy Tan. Archie Bear. Yeah, Martin Tuttle. Uh, Blair Simpson. Uh, Brandon Caridi. Charlie McKenna. Chelsea Lewis. Chris Jones. Dimitri Milot. DJ Red Hot Cox. Eric uh, Bruin. Eric Grebner. Evan Zoller. Giancarlo Simonetta. Houston Bodily. Ian Horner. Leon Williams. Sure. Isaiah Hoffman. Jacob Bullen. James Trapani. James Winstead. Jen Kemp. Jim Payne. Joe H.Y. Jody Money. Johannes Schmidt. John Mariano. Sub John. Jonathan Chase. Uh, Jordan Wiltshire. Josh Lawrence. 
Josh Murphy. Joshua William. Joshua Wynn. Juan Reyes. Julian Key. Catherine Samuels. Christian Lungardkiola. Kyle Spahn. Laura Deverson. Luke Allison. Luke Larson. Magali Dore. Matt Chipping. Matt Yund. Matthew Kearns. So Matthew, Matthew Lee Cravens. Mike Shea. Mike. Neil Blackie. Niall Blackie, sorry. Uh, Nick Dornoff. Philip Lane. Rob McDonald. Rodrigo Valverde III. Ryan McKenna. Scott Kohler. Seamus Braytag. Sean Labua. Sean Scott. Seth Shearer. Stacy Flores. Stephen Armstrong. One and only name, <laughs> The Cinephiles. Oh, fair. Thomas Price. Uh, Thorsten Amuller. Tim Reimert. Timothy R. Williams. Todd Whitkey. And finally, the one and only, Mr. Will Morse. Will Morse. Nice. Uh, thank you to everybody that supports us over at patreon.com forward slash the top ten. We thoroughly appreciate it. Totally do. Uh, you guys mean the world to us. Uh, thank you to David Mitchell Baker for uh, giving us a great topic for the show. We, I think we had a lot of fun on that one. Yeah, hell yeah. That was a lot of fun. And uh, thank you to Christos Alexakos, Ms. Chris, uh, Mr. Chris Alexakos, for helping us put all this together with the patrons. And to... Uh, Joe Abara, Mike Shea, Kristen Smith, Matthew Hasso for all their help with everything uh, to get the show out for you guys week in, week out. Yep. Um, uh, you got another relist coming at the end of this week. There's a Topic Thunder over at Patreon. We got a bunch of stuff for you. Thanks so much uh, listening. Mind you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. Yeah, you can follow me at The Roca Says on Twitter and on Instagram. Don't forget, Patreon, did you already do the address? All yep. right, great. And Facebook groups, which we dropped earlier in the show. And if you don't mind, I'd love it if you came and subscribed to my YouTube channel, www.youtube.com slash John. John Roca says, building it. We over 11,000 subscribers, trying to get to 20,000 subscribers as quickly as possible. So would love it if I got your subscription. A lot of content coming down the pike for that. So thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's The oh. Top Ten. And uh, make sure to get your tickets for London, May yeah. 2nd, 8 p.m. at kingsplace.co.uk. Pick them up over there. They're 30 pounds, kingsplace.co.uk. There you go. Can't wait to see you. 400-seat theater. Come and fill it. Let's have some fun over there in the U.K. Take care. Until then, we'll talk to you next time on the Top Ten Show.